0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 503 Chasing Sand in the Wind. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell, and in the month of September, I got to meet John Noble, Greg Grunberg, Michael Giacchino, and Michael Emerson, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share a lesson that I learned from one of my childhood pets. Well, howdy, y'all. Welcome back to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. It is so good to be back with you in some ways it feels like forever ago that we took this break off for the uh, seasonal break that we do. And in some ways, it seemed like it was just yesterday. I mean, it's been a crazy month. I mean, September might have been the best month of my entire life. I mean, outside of those big things that make life what they are, like getting married and having kids, I mean... It was incredible. And I'm going to be sharing some of that with you over the course of the next several weeks. Um, But it was a really cool month. And I hope that your month man, honestly, if your month was half as cool as mine was, then you had a pretty cool month. And so I hope it was good. And if it wasn't very good, I'm sorry. I really am. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And I hope that This month is great, and the next one after that, and the next one after that, but I'm so glad to be back behind the microphone here for what will be the final season of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. We have some great episodes lined up for you this season. We've got more guest contributors than we've ever had before because I really wanted to get more voices worked into this final season, and so I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that you're looking forward to it as we go through... October, November, and December, all the way until the very end of this year with new episodes every weekday. So thanks for tuning in today. Let's get into it by sharing the fun fact of the day. And since we're going to be talking a bit about sandstone today, I thought that I would get you primed and ready by sharing some fun facts about sandstone. Number one, sandstone is a type of Of sedimentary rock. Number two, sandstone has been used to make housewares since prehistoric time. Makes sense. Number three, sandstone is a versatile building structure and has been used to construct buildings, statues, and fountains. In fact, there was part of the school that I grew up in, part of it, like what was the old gym and was currently like the weight room and the band room. Uh, That was made out of sandstone, so you probably had some sort of building in your hometown that was made out of sandstone. Brownstone, which is a type of sandstone, was used to build homes in certain areas after the Civil War. And number five, because sandstone is porous, it can serve as a filter in nature by filtering out pollutants from running water. Pretty cool stuff. And there's more that can be learned about all that stuff, particularly how sandstone works with water and underground water systems, naturally occurring things and stuff. So pretty cool stuff. And if you want to know more about that, just Google it up. There's all kinds of websites out there talking about sandstone and just how useful it is. You know what else is useful? See, my segues, I didn't lose my touch on those. I just, yeah, I don't know. don't know if it was good or not. But anyway, what is useful is your contributions to this podcast. I am looking forward to hearing your contributions this season. Let's do a Friday forum every single day this season. Can we do that? Can you work together to make that happen? So how you work together to make that happen is... You do your part, and your part is to call 304 or head over to the website, goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. And if you've forgotten or if you're a newcomer, what is it? What am I talking about? The Friday Forum? Well, simply, it's your chance to share lessons from your life with me and all the rest of the listening audience. And it doesn't have to be something really long, although it can be. It can be a full episode length like the one I'm sharing today. But it can be short. It can just be a short story. You can typey-typey it out, or you can pre-record it and upload it as an audio file. Both of those happen over at the website. Like I said, goldenspiralmedia.com feedback. Or if you call that phone number, it's just like calling a voice answering machine and you just talk. And then if it cuts you off, which it does after either two or three minutes, I think it's three minutes, You can just call back and pick up where you left off. I'll stitch them together. It's super easy. So yeah, I would love to have your contribution starting this Friday. Every Friday between now and the end of the year, the Friday Forum. That's not true. The very last Friday, because it will be the last episode ever of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'll be doing that episode. But we'll still have the Friday Forum that week. It'll just technically be the Thursday Forum. So we will have it every single week. Make your contribution today. Don't delay. You don't want to get left out, so again, 304-837-2278, goldenspiralmedia.com, slash feedback. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. Our house that I live in today is a pet-free house. Outside of the few weeks where we had a fish living in a bowl on our kitchen bar, and then it died despite our best efforts, we've never had pets, and we have no desire to ever have pets. In fact, last year, we dog sat my in-law's toy poodle for a few days, and those days could not end fast enough for me. That dog crapped in nearly every room in our house and barked at me every time it saw me. And it's not like it hasn't seen me for years when I visit my in-law's house. I think that it could tell that I didn't want it in my house. Dogs are smart that way. But please don't misunderstand me. I don't dislike animals, and I think animal abusers should be prosecuted to the full extent the law allows. It's just that my wife and I have no desire for animals in our home or backyard. Now, the kids have occasionally asked for a pet, but they go to my in-law's house quite often, and so they get their dog fix over there. Now, admittedly, I don't really know why I feel this way about pets. From as long as I can remember until the day I left for college, we always had pets in our house growing up. In fact, we normally had lots of animals. We always had at least one cat, but normally two or three of them, one outside dog that was a spaniel or a Labrador variety, an inside dog that was a dachshund, and Even other animals, like rabbits, for example. And I never really had a bad experience with any of them, so I truly can't point to a reason why I don't want any of them. Except that I don't want to clean up after them when they do their business, and I don't want dog poop in my yard. So, I guess that means that my kids won't be able to one day share a story with the world about what they learned from a pet. Oh well. Perhaps you will learn something from their pet-in-law. Is that a thing? I think it should be a thing. If it's not a thing, it should be a thing. Pet-in-law. There you go. Maybe I should trademark that. Well, between the age of 10 and 14, we lived in a house that sat on five acres of land located about two miles outside of the small town that we lived in. And for the most part, it was great. There was lots of room to run, explore, climb things, throw things, ride things, and be a boy. It was good for our animals, too. Now, most dogs are fun animals. They're always happy to greet you, affectionate, smart, and they like to play games. Of course, dogs also like to chase things. I mean, they like to chase frisbees and balls and chew toys and other animals and even cars, right? Our dogs were no different. We would often go out to our front yard, which was about three-fourths the size of a football field, and hit a softball or baseball from one end to the other. And our dog would then go chase it down and bring it back. And it was a fun game of fetch. Sometimes, when I was feeling a bit ornery, I would go down to the dirt road that ran in front of our house, and instead of hitting baseballs or softballs, I would find some sandstone rocks to hit. Now, both the dog and I enjoyed this, but I must admit that I might have enjoyed it a bit more than the dog did. Why? Well, when you hit a sandstone rock with a baseball bat, the bat destroys the rock. Now, the dog, Charlie in this case, would take off running, expecting to bring back a rock or a ball or whatever it was that I had just hit. But instead, the rock was pulverized and there was nothing to retrieve. And so he would go off running and running and looking, and nothing was ever found, and then he would come try to back. And it sounds kind of mean, but he didn't seem to mind. I mean, he always came back wanting more. And we played that game time and time again. And even though Charlie never found anything to bring back, like I said, he always came back ready for more and ready for me to hit it again. Now, this game was also more dangerous than hitting balls in the front yard because of the cars that would drive by. Now, it was a dirt road, and there weren't a lot of people that lived nearby, so there wasn't a lot of danger from cars. So, when a car started heading our way, I would hold Charlie to my side by his collar to prevent him from chasing any cars or getting hit by any cars. However, one day, Charlie got loose from my grip, and he tried to chase a car. But he failed. He mistimed his attack and had no way of understanding the danger of the wheels. He took off too soon and ran right into the side of the car before the back wheel. And The car was traveling slow, but it was still fast enough to have enough force to pull Charlie under the tire. And Charlie laid there in the middle of that dirt road, yelping loudly like a dog who had just been ran over by a car. And I did my best to comfort him and try to determine how badly he was injured. As I sat there, squatted down over him in the middle of that dirt road, with no warning whatsoever, he suddenly jumped up and ran as fast as he could toward the house. And I stood in the middle of the road kind of in shock. And then I took off running after him, but he didn't stop at the house he kept running across the three-acre field that flanked the west side of our house and into the woods that bordered that field. And I chased after him as fast as I could and looked for him for, I don't know, but it was a long time. But there was no sign of him. Well, Later that night, when my dad got home, I told him what happened. Well, Dad told me that animals can often sense when they're going to die and will sometimes run off to die alone. Honestly, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it sure made a lot of sense to me at the time. And over the next few days, we continued to look for Charlie and hope that he would return home, but that never happened. So I finally came to the conclusion that Charlie did indeed run off to die. Well, fortunately, that's not the end of the story. But that doesn't mean that this story has a happy ending. Just preparing you there for that. A couple of weeks later, Charlie returned home and appeared to be in perfect health. Perhaps he just went off to heal. Well, after that day, I don't think I ever took Charlie down to the road to chase pulverized sandstones again. However, that doesn't mean that Charlie learned to stay away from cars. Several months later, Charlie disappeared again. We searched for him, but again, we couldn't find him. Well, about a week later, one of our friends called to tell us that he was pretty sure he'd found Charlie. Sure enough, as it turned out, Charlie had been chasing cars again and had apparently been struck again. This time, he crawled into a nearby culvert pipe and did, in fact, die from his wounds. Here's what I learned. I'm sorry to end this story on a sad note. I know a lot of you are animal lovers, and I hope that this hasn't upset you too much. But it's the truth of what happened. What's also true is that we all do dumb stuff. We're not that much different from Charlie. It's easy to point fingers at other people, or in this case animals, and point out their flaws, but it's often much harder to see our own shortcomings. There are several hundred of you that listen to this podcast every single day, and I've only had the privilege to meet a few dozen of you. However, I can say with confidence that you suffer from the same type of blindness that I do. That is, I can't see myself the way others do. Now, don't get me wrong here. I am not saying that we need to focus more on what others think about us. In fact, I think we need to do less of that. What I am saying is that it's hard for us to see the sandstones and cars in our own lives. Yet I am certain that you, just like me, are guilty of chasing after things that bring no positive return for our effort and may even lead us down a path of pain, destruction, or even worse. It's easy to point to things like drugs or alcohol or porn addiction, when considering this point. But those are not the only things that we should look at. Think with me for a moment. What are some things that can lead to pain, destruction, and emptiness? Or think about it this way. What parts of your life are the most valuable? Are you giving those things positive attention or negative attention? Are you doing things to help those areas grow? Or are you doing things that bring them harm? Now, for me, I begin to see other things that fit into this picture. For example, do I really need to work 15 hours a day? Is that really helping my closest relationships get better? At what point is enough enough? good question isn't it so what came to your mind when we were thinking through this well maybe you're still unsure if you're chasing sandstones or cars so how can you know well most of us have probably already agreed that it's hard to look objectively at our own lives and so there is a tried-and-true method of discovery and that is a concept called accountability talk to your spouse close friend, parent, a teacher, your boss, or other trusted person in your life. Ask them to be honest and open, and for you, be ready and willing to hear things that you don't want to hear. But please understand that things shared with a heart of love and well-being only sting for a season and most certainly carry much less pain than those sandstones or cars. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be grateful if you'd share this podcast with a friend.